everyone, and welcome back to BFF, Black Fat Fashion. I'm your host, Ayana Ishmael, and on BFF, we'll be discussing personal and career journeys at a crossroad between being Black, fat, into fashion, or if you're like me, some resemblance of all three. Today, I'm joined by Anaya Marinia, a recent graduate of the University of Florida, editor for Every Stylish Girl, and a social media maven in the making. Hey guys, I'm here with Anaya. So I quickly want you to just introduce yourself and kind of let the people know who you are. Yeah, so my name's Anaya Marinia. I just graduated from the University of Florida. Go Gators, kind of. <laughs> I'm like, eh, it's kind of corny. But um, yeah, I just graduated with a bachelor's in public relations. And during my time there, I was interning for Every Stylish Girl for like two years I think a lot of people like know me from that now it's like a part of my identity now um but yeah still working with them I love it so much and um now I just started doing social media and partnerships for Riot Swim which is a mm. black-owned swimwear company so that's been yes really we exciting. saw those pics the brown <laughs> yeah no that was a little different for me I don't usually post stuff like that like a bikini like thighs are out like that's not really my thing but um it was fun but yeah so now I'm doing that and I think I really want to work in social like it's been really fun for me um so yeah, that's kind of where I'm headed, hoping for a full-time position when the world opens back up. Yeah, <laughs> you find some yeah. sort of normalcy or how exactly. crazy. So I kind of want to talk first a little bit, maybe about even before UF, but I know I'm a, I went to FAMU, but people for years thought I went to UF for some odd reason. So I, I have, have a lot of friends. Yeah. Like everyone always was like, oh, you went to UF. And I was like, no, but so I definitely want to know more about how was your time at UF and maybe how you like chose to go to UF. Are you from Florida? Yeah, so I'm actually from Kissimmee. No one ever really knows what Kissimmee is, but it's like it's where Disney is. Like everyone yes. Disney's in Orlando, but it's in Kissimmee. Okay, give us our credit. No, but it's like a small town. It's like I live in a town inside of Kissimmee, so very small, like. A lot of people have the same mindset, same, like, and I just knew I didn't want to, like, stay there, like, mm -hmm. at all. Like, I, I always knew I wanted to go to college, um, a university in particular. So I had only applied to three schools. I applied to USF, UF, and University of Georgia. I really love Georgia, like, when I had visited. I didn't even visit the school, but I visited Georgia, like, yeah. the state, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I really like it here. Um, and it wasn't too far away from home because I'm like very close with my family because I'm an only child. So I just like very, I was going to get homesick and I even got homesick at UF, but, um, I kind of narrowed it down that way. UF was my top choice. So like my mom's top choice also, cause she just knew the J school was really good. Yeah. And then I had gotten deferred from Georgia and like cried about it for like two nights. And then <laughs> I just like moved on and I was like, okay, I got into UF. I'm going to go there. Um, and yeah, it was, I always knew I wanted to like go to college, but I wasn't that person that was like, I want to go to school in New York and I'm going to like start my career path there. Like I knew eventually, like I wanted to like be in the fashion landscape, but I didn't think that like going to school in New York was in the cards for me. Like that was mm -hmm. never part of my plan. 
Mm-hmm, most definitely. And I know, so you were a public relations major while you were yeah. there. So did you kind of play around in social media a lot when you were an undergrad or when did you kind of start feeling like, okay, this is what I want to do? Yeah. So I never actually changed my major like once when I was at UF, like I kind of just like went into it and I was like, I know I want to do PR. And, um, I always like social media. Like I would say when I first started UF, I'm like, oh my gosh, like in- influencing wasn't like a real thing, yeah. but I was like, okay, like I want to take pictures on campus. Like look at all these brick walls. Like I could do something with it. So I would like take pictures around campus and I would just like scroll through. Like I'd constantly be on social media. Like I love yeah. Instagram. And especially when I got involved with ESG, I started as like a social media boss even though I like had no experience in social media like I was managing their Facebook account and I was like I don't even know if I like Facebook like, and like I do not like Facebook at all like that's like my least favorite social media platform but um yeah I just knew that I loved media and like I just love following like different accounts and I love the fact that like social media is so curated like people are like, oh my gosh, like social media is bad for your mental health. I'm like, it totally can be, but like who you follow matters so much. And like, yeah, like we're in control of that. And I just like love that. So I would always follow these like media companies, like who, what, where, Refinery29, like all these companies. And I would like see the way that they did social media and like how they would engage with their like audience. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I just like, thought that I would be good at it once I like started coming up with my own captions I'm like okay these are kind of witty like yeah. <laughs> these could be something so um yeah I kind of moved toward that and then Nana who's the founder of Every Stylish Girl she started doing social media for the cut and then I was like she would one day she texted me I don't even think she knows like how much this meant to me I was like standing at the bus stop and she texted me randomly and she was like you know, I was thinking about it and I think you'd be a great social media editor one day. And I was like, oh my gosh, me? Like, <laughs> so then I really just like sat there and I was like, you know what? Like, it's something I've always imagined, but I yeah. never really like conceptualized it into like being a career, you know? Mm-hmm. So that kind of like helped me too. So it's a lot of different things, but I've always loved media. Like I'm like the one person, I'm like sitting on my couch watching e-news. Like I love like gossip <laughs> and like pop culture and all that stuff. So it's always been around for sure. And so how did you even get involved with Everstylist Girl? Like, what did you see it on Instagram? Like, how did you even find out about it at first? Yeah, so I remember this so vividly. I don't, I don't know why I remember certain things like very clearly. So like, I remember I was just like sitting at my dining room table with my roommate and like, I was a sophomore. Yeah, I was a sophomore and I was just like scrolling on social media. I just started following Everstylist Girl and they had 4,000 followers. And I was like, it said fashion interns wanted. And I was like, I don't know anything about fashion. Like the thing is like, people are like, I love fashion. Like I want to work in fashion, but I'm like, do you love fashion or do you love clothes? Exactly. I love clothes. I don't, I don't know if I love fashion. Like I can't name these designer brands for you. Like I really, that's not something that I'm like constantly like studying, like other people who are really into fashion. So I saw fashion interns and I like went on the application. It was so easy. And I was like, I'm going to just apply. Like, let me just shoot my shot. And if they don't reach out, then like, whatever. Yeah. So I did that. And then I um, got a phone interview. I was like, so surprised. I was like, this can't be real. I'm like, I live in Gainesville. <laughs> like, of all places. Of all places. <laughs> Literally. And then I'm like Googling Nana and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's worked for Elle before, like, little old me, like, she wants to talk to me, 
So we had like a phone interview and that went well. So then I like became a social media boss and it was really rocky at first. I was like, I didn't know how to pitch for the life of me. Like I didn't know any of the basics. Like I was just, I was taking reporting at the time at UF. So like, that's like a really hard class, but like that was the most I knew about writing. Mm-hmm. So um, I was writing stories for every Sales girl while also managing that Facebook account. So it was just like a very, like very unfamiliar territory for me, but I was like this, I'm really glad that I could like jump right in. So then my role just kept changing with like each term because I just like always stayed on. She's like, Oh, like, would you want to stay on? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to leave. Yeah, like, <laughs> Even now I'm like, I'm not, I never want to leave. Like I'm going to be like 60 years old, like ESG <laughs> for life. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And now like, I guess the rest is history and like still here. <laughs> yeah. So literally that's the funny story. Cause I, I don't even know how I came across your page one day. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was through a friend or what, but I remember it was like a couple of weeks before I was going to the Sip and Slay last year in New York City. And then I saw your name and I was like, that sounds like my name. So I'm going to follow her. And then <laughs> she goes to UF. <laughs> but then literally I met you at that. Yes. Slay. And I was like, I think that was the reason I wanted to start a podcast because you see people on Instagram and you always look at them like, oh, wow, she's doing this, she's doing that. But you don't like really get to like break that barrier. And so I think it's so important to like, talk to people like you who are like doing what you're so passionate about so other people can kind of hear about how you got there and so yeah. I would love like is there any like specific moment so far with Every Sass Girl that you've kind of enjoyed? Yeah um I mean I feel like I enjoy like everything just because <laughs> yeah. like I always bond with like the new interns like I'm actually like part of like the interview process so like um, I just like get very invested and I just like I love it all so much, but Sip and Slay in, okay, the Sip and Slay in person was, like, amazing because I don't travel a lot, like, I'm just, like, a little Florida girl, like, for me to be in New York and, like, just to be, like, there with all the energy, like, you know what Sip and Slay is like, it's so much energy and, like, everyone's so positive and welcoming, like, I love that, but then the digital conference was, like, next level, like, (laughs) I did not want to leave, like, literally, in. And I'm someone, like, no one would know this, but I get, like, very nervous for, like, public speaking. Like, I I actually hate public speaking, like, a <laughs> lot. But, like, for Sip and Slay, I just, like, enjoyed it so much. And I'm, like, that was the first time where I was, like, really, like, into it. But I just, like, loved engaging. Like, even just the chat, it felt, like, so personal and real. Like, yeah. even though it's just, like, through the computer screen. But just, like, being a part of that process was really awesome. Like, all the panelists and, like, speakers were amazing. Just having the opportunity to, like, interview someone, which I, like, never – that was the first time ever interviewing someone in front of an audience. Like, I never do anything like that. Because I'm, like – I never consider myself a journalist, you know? Like, I'm always, like, okay, PR, social media, like, that's me. But journalism has never been, like, my wheelhouse, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really awesome. Just, like, there's a lot of, like, little moments with ESG where I'm, like, this was great. Like, I would love to, like, relive that. But, like, Sip and Slay, for sure. Like, I was on a high. I was like, <laughs> I want to do this again tomorrow. Like, who's coming? Honestly, that was, that was the first time I'd ever been to Sip and Slay. I went by myself. It was so nerve-wracking. Oh, my God. I, like, luckily, but everyone was so nice there. That's why I reason I was, like, kept following every Salish girl because everyone in that room was so welcoming. Yeah. I literally sat down. I was like, hi, I'm alone. Um, can I sit with you guys? And you're like, so bubbly and like you're so easy to talk to. So like you're perfect for that. I'd be in the corner like um 
And so what has it been like working with Nana? She seems like a great person. Like, love her. She's a Libra queen. I think I think that's why we get along because like I think we think very similarly. Like I can like I've worked with her for so long that I can almost predict like the things that she's gonna say or like how she's gonna react to things. But um she's awesome. She's like basically a mentor to me, you know. Yeah. Like anytime there's any opportunity, she'll always send them my way. Like and I, another thing that I think doesn't happen very often especially like if you're working in the corporate world it's just like having a boss who really cares like yeah. for example when there were like hurricanes in florida she's like oh my gosh like are you okay and I'm like it's florida like hurricanes are normal we're, yeah, we're fine. used to it <laughs> yeah we're used to it it's totally fine um but yeah just like a lot of care and like even with everything that's been going on recently like she makes it a point to like check in with all the interns just like make sure we're doing okay holding space for each other and I think that's really important like she's just been a very like supportive boss I don't even like to call her a boss because she does feel like my friend yeah and, like we can like chat but then also be professional so she just offers a lot of guidance as someone who's like been in the corporate world in the media industry just like making waves obviously like she does amazing things every day I'm like proud of her every single day yeah, everything is yeah. something new <laughs> yeah she's totally awesome and so what was it like, you know, graduating this current semester with everything, not only with the pandemic, but the Black Lives Matter movement? Like, how has that been for you? Yeah, so when graduation day actually came, I was a wreck. I was literally crying the entire day. And it wasn't even like, oh my gosh, like tears of joy, like I did it because, and I don't want it to sound, I don't want it to sound like, like, duh, you graduated college, but, like, I never was that person that, like, doubted that I would graduate, like, that would just wasn't the path that I was taking, like, I just knew I would graduate from this university, and I don't mean it to sound in a way, like, obviously she's gonna graduate, you know, because I know people struggle in college, but for me, I just knew that I was gonna graduate, so that wasn't the part that was, like, oh my gosh, it was more so not feeling celebrated, especially as, like, a first-gen student, like, no one in my family has like completely like finished college like a lot of the pe members of my family have done some college and then they did they didn't finish but like to go to a four-year university like a top 10 university yeah, also yeah. and then graduate from it, it's like a very big deal and like I find myself downplaying that sometimes I'm like oh yeah like got a diploma whatever but it's like, because I just feel like there's so many other issues that we need to like be focused on. I'm like, there are literally people dying. And yeah. I'm like sitting here crying about a diploma. Like, girl, get over it. Like, that's kind of what I tell myself. But also I need to like make space to like celebrate that and really just like enjoy the fact that I graduated and I did it successfully. Like I, I graduated with honors and that's something that I'm really proud of, but I'm, I just don't really post about my achievements. I'm, I'm trying to get better at it because it's like, it's really important and like, like black success and black joy. That's so, so important. And um, I want people to know that, but I'm still not comfortable like sharing everything yet. I'll get there, but it's definitely been tough with coronavirus. Like I'm quarantined by myself. Like the entire apartment is empty. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm in Gainesville oh, wow. still, because my lease, I was like, I'm not paying for this apartment and not living here. I was like, there's no way, like, everyone dipped out. All my roommates were like, bye. <laughs> for me, I was like, I'm staying in this apartment. So, still in Gainesville to the end of July, 
so yeah I've quarantined alone so that was kind of like it was kind of sad like graduating by myself I was like on the phone with my mom like I don't feel celebrated she's like Anaya calm down like we're all proud of you like get a grip and I'm like you're right you're right so I just like watched the Tyler Perry movie like what are we gonna get over it I'm like okay no more crying but yeah, it's been, it's been ups and downs. That's what I would say. Like lots of ups and downs, like even with the job hunt and like all of that, um, I didn't know what my next move would be. And I feel like that uncertainty is like the worst feeling ever to sit there and just feel like time's passing you by and you don't really like have any options. But um, Riot Swim came along courtesy of Nana. She like was like, hey, like, would you be interested? And then we kind of just did, like a little introduction and it worked in my favor but um yeah that's still not like a full-time position I'm just like yeah. basically like helping out um but hopefully you never know like what can happen mm-hmm. this is just like really helping me like solidify what my career path mm-hmm. like what I want it to be and I think that's so interesting because you got started pretty early just like going after your dreams like you said sophomore year so like how, how was like the whole process of like, you know, like downtime or like figuring out your next move? Cause I know obviously we found out about this pandemic in March. So was it like, okay, am I still looking for jobs? Am I going to like cool it for a little while? Like, what did you kind of go through? So, um, when this happened in March, I was like, oh, I don't have a job. <laughs> cause the thing is I was applying to jobs, but I was really relying on March to be like my job like, this is when I'm going to go into overdrive. Like, I'm really yeah. going to be hunting for jobs. Because, like, in New York, everything opened so late. late. Like, <laughs> late. So, I was, like, in February, like, even the things that I want are not really open. And if they are, like, it's not really being announced. So, I was, like, March, I'm going to go in. Like, I'm applying everywhere. Like, I'm really t- taking this seriously. And then the pandemic happened. And I was, like, um, that's not happening. So, I still had my student job, like, where... I I was like a student PR specialist it's so funny because now I feel like I like never worked there but I literally worked there for two years so (laughs) it's just so weird how the life transition just like happened but um I still had that like IT job doing like student PR stuff for them and that ended in May so after that I really was like I have no idea what I'm gonna do Mm -hmm. next but I still like relied on the fact that I was still working with ESG and I'm like okay I can publish articles like And then I really wanted to take time to like tap into like being creative and doing like influencer stuff. I'm like, there's a paid partnership that I can have. Like, this is the time to do it because I have the time to create the content. So um, I just really sat there and I was like, I don't have a job. Like there were so many days where I really would just like literally look out the window and be like, what am I going to do? Like my goal was to move to New York. And I really thought like, right now as we're speaking that I would be in an apartment in New York like so then to have that totally like shattered was so difficult but um I'm still in that process I, I mean I don't have a full-time position so I'm still like trying to just get experience any way that I can and I know that like finances are like such a huge thing right now too just because the pandemic has slowed everything down but I'm like very open to unpaid work right now only because I feel like if I can survive and like live at home and be okay, then I'll take it. But if, if it's not affecting me to that extent where like my finances are like, okay, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Then like, I'll take it. But 
I know my worth. It's like, at, we'll reach a certain point where I'm like, okay, I need to be paid, you know? Most definitely. So, yeah, I've been just weighing options and just trying to figure out how I can make my resume look really appealing and then hopefully move to New York. Like, that's the main goal. Like, I have New York as my screensaver on my phone. That's so cheesy. Relatable. But <laughs> I'm there with you. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, I need to, like, visualize it. That's how I manifest. Okay? It's so key right now. Exactly. And so you also do a lot of, like, I know, as you mentioned, brands and partnerships. Like, I know you've worked a lot in the past couple of years with that. So how did you kind of go about getting those opportunities and what made you, like, kind of focus in on them? Yeah, so um, my first ever partnership was with Missouri, which I'm, like, wearing the rings right now. I love Missouri. I, like, literally love them. They're, like, a great company, like, aside from just, like, having great jewelry. But, um yeah, they actually reached out to me. And then I was like, okay, brands care about me. (laughs) Like, I'm like, my content is worthy of like a brand wanting to send me products for free. Like that was wild to me. But um, they reached out to me. And the key to that is like having your email on your page. Like people don't have their emails. I'm like, these brands can't reach out to you if you don't have your email. So I had my email on there. They reached out to me. I did that. And then I did, um, what else did I do? I had more partnerships like come to me than like, mm-hmm. I only recently started pitching because I just like, they would come to me and I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be like a full-time influencer. Like my goal in life is never to like be a full-time influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they would reach out to me. And then I just started pitching myself recently where I like made a media kit and like really delved into that. but the community is, like, so strong, especially with, like, Black women. Like, we go hard for each other on the internet. I saw this meme or tweet. It was, like, nobody supports you more than, like, your internet, like, bestie, like, you've never met before. And it's so true because it's, like, I'll see the partnerships that they have. We'll be DMing each other, like, hey, like, how did this, how was this company? Like, how was, how were they to work with? Like, did you enjoy it? Did they treat you well? Because, like, these brand partnerships are not all sweet, you know, like you'll see the ad, you'll see paid partnership, but like sometimes they're a pain to work with, or you just didn't like the way that they were um, handling things or payment is late. That's like, that's a huge thing in the influencer space. Like payment is late. You have to really be begging for money. Like it's like crazy. (laughs) They have like a concept called net 30. So if you sign a contract, you'll get paid within 30 days of posting the content. So it's like a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, like influencers, they're getting paid. And like the ones who are doing partnerships all the time, like on rotation, they are getting paid because a check is just coming all the time. But if you do one partnership in three months, like it's I need not, that money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're not really getting paid. So there's like a lot, especially now with Black Lives Matter, the whole movement and like, Black people really, like, taking ownership of, like, what they're worth and what they need to be paid, it's, like, all very different, what they, what we expect from brands, like, I recently had to, like, cut off some brands, because I was, like, I don't like the way you handled this, and I just don't think that it's in my benefit to, like, continue working with you, and it was hard, but I'm, like, that's worth it to me, like, to work with companies that, care about my life and other black lives like that's so so important so 
I made that decision to be like, okay, not working with you anymore. No, I don't want to sign up for July's collaboration. Like I'm good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping that the industry sees some change because they have a lot to work on. Definitely. And what is like your feelings towards everything? I know even just working with every stylish girl and, you know, witnessing everything that's been going on with social media, you know, all the different black at so-and-so black at this, like so many black women are stepping up and like speaking on this. Like, how has it been like watching is maybe someone like you're in this like middle ground, like you just graduated and now you're about to be going to where they're at. Like, I think it's really difficult because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, you fantasize about like working in media and you're like, oh my gosh, the Condé Nast um, mirror selfies, like those yes. elevator pictures. It's my first elevator <laughs> dream. <laughs> yeah, like you just like, you just imagine like all these like, just the glamour of it all, but there's like so many parts of it that's not glamorous, that's just not spoken of. So when it finally all came out, I was like, ooh, yikes, like literal big yikes. Because I'm like, this is the industry that I've been dreaming about. And now I'm just like horrified. I'm like, I don't want to be mistreated. But then I also like want to take up space. Exactly. It's that, it's that that issue it's like do I take up space or do I risk my sanity like so many of these black women were like I was crying every day I was underpaid I was treated poorly I was embarrassed and I'm like I would never wish that on anyone in the in the workplace like that's a horrible feeling to like hate walking into work or feeling like you're not good enough or someone else making you feel like that especially as a black person like it's hard enough being black in in the world like in life yeah so like you add that to corporate america and it's like even worse so it's just very hard because i I really sit there and i'm like do i want to work here like i really sit there and second guess it but esg has spoiled me so much because i'm just surrounded by women of color all the time like our meetings are not typical like our conversations are not typical like they do not align with that stereotypical corporate America meeting you know what I mean like it's very different and it feels very safe so going into corporate America going into these media companies these magazines it feels very unsafe right now so it's a it's a lot to think about we'll see like what opportunities come my way or which ones I seek out and see if there's any like real change being made that's like worth pursuing Mm -hmm. I don't know I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to dip on media overall and be like, ah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna become a yeah. finance person yeah. <laughs> now, but um, it's something to think about for sure. Most definitely. And if anyone follows you on Instagram, they see your style. So I know you mentioned earlier, you're not a fashion person. You just like clothes, <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about like your whole journey. Like, have you, like, did you always, were you always into clothes? Yeah. So my mom worked in retail, like my entire childhood, like right before she only like switched jobs or left retail when I was like in high school, like towards the later parts of it. But by that time I was already corrupted. I was like, (laughs) I love, I love clothes so much. So my mom worked at Banana Republic when I was little. So she would like always be talking about clothes. Like she just loved clothes. And then, um, she started working at Bloomingdale's so then she'd get like free clothes and then I would steal from her closet and I just like always loved looking good like that's I just I love looking good like that's my whole thing like I 
from like when I was younger, my mom would like buy me a new outfit before the FCAT. Like she would do things like that because she knew it would like boost my mood. Like if I have a bomb outfit on, like you can't tell me anything. Exactly. Like I really believe that like it impacts your mood and like how you feel. And so I just like have always loved clothes. But then like when I think about working in fashion, I'm like, ah, uh, I don't think so. Like I don't think it's for me. Like I could work in like the fashion landscape, but like never like pulling clothes or styling or anything like that like that I don't think that's for me but I've always loved clothes I've always was like I dream about clothes I don't dream about boys I dream about clothes like I just like always like online shopping yeah like I just love clothes and what was your go-to outfit if you have one? Oh, uh, that's a good question I was always like I love trousers like I don't have a lot of jeans I have trousers so like I love like a a work pant with like a t-shirt like anything that's like casual mixed with like dressy like I love stuff like that so I would wear that I always have gold hoops on that's my go-to like always <laughs> any outfit um yeah I do love a good statement sleeve I'm like wearing one right now yes <laughs> I, hell, I was I like I always have the best sleeves <laughs> yeah I love a good statement sleeve so anything like that I like to be like subdued but still a little dramatic yeah <laughs> And so I know, obviously, you mentioned social media as your main career goal. So where do you kind of hope to see yourself in the next few years if you had like a dream where there was nothing in the way, you know? I, I hate to like, pinpoint like specific companies because I never know like they I I literally never know like, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, like I want to work for Oprah magazine. And then the (laughs) next day I'm like, Eh, maybe not like I just I'm so indecisive and just like all over the place with my goals and I'm more so like okay if this opportunity aligns with like who I am then like I'll take it I don't like to be like super choosy when it comes to that like I for sure want to work at Vogue like that's never been me yeah um but definitely in the few in a few years I would like to be in like a social media editor role Mm -hmm. like I think as I'm like doing social for riot and things like that, like I can see myself in that more. The only downside to social is like there is no work life balance, like at all. You're always on. You're always on. At all. And I've only been working for riot for like three weeks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I really don't like I just have to really carve out time because I'm just always on. Like I'll be eating with my mom, like when my mom comes to visit or something. And then I'm like writing a caption suddenly. Like, there's just, like, no, oh, okay, we're going to stop now. Yeah, that's another thing, too. It's, like, when does the workday end? Especially with quarantine, it's, like. Yeah, it never never ends. (laughs) Yeah, it never ends. But um, definitely in, like, a social media editor role. Again, like, I love entertainment, pop culture. So maybe for, like, a publication like that or something like that. Yeah, maybe interviewing people as well. That was so fun, interviewing um, Clarice, so. Yes, I love that interview. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That was like the best. (laughs) And what's the best advice you've ever been given? Ooh, that's like a really good question. Oh, okay. So this is like kind of what I live by. I don't know. Like, I guess Nana told me this, but like, I feel like everyone kind of says this. It's like, you need to act like you need to act like the boss that you are like it's she didn't say that actually like those words but that's really what it means and I kind of just have been doing this my whole life where I like 
kind of pretend to be who I want to be until I become it. Like even applying for ESG, it's like, I'm not, I don't know anything about fashion, like to be a fashion intern, but I just like, I need to act like I am that and I'll become that. You know what I mean? Like I might pop in social media strategists into my bio just to like, you know, become that. So that's kind of like the best advice. Like you have to move, like you have to move through life and through the world the way that you foresee yourself moving that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I want to be, like, an editor, I need to act like an editor. I can't, like, wait until I become one to act like one. Like, I need yeah. to be ready for it. So, yeah, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Period. <laughs> and my last question is, if you could come up with a caption to describe your life, what would it be? Oh, my God. Gosh, that question, I'm going to think about this for the rest of my life. The <laughs> rest of your life? <laughs> Literally, I'm going to keep thinking about it because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a good question. You're, man, really just a real journalist out here. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> real journalism. <laughs> Love it. Okay, wait, a caption. Hmm. I can't think of one. I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm like looking at the ceiling, like, what's the caption to describe my life? I just feel like my life is so, it's so unpredictable. Like I have no idea where I'm going. That's the caption. That's the caption. My life is so unpredictable. Where am I going next? Literally. Hashtag where am I going next? Yes. Yes. No, there, see, you did it. You did it. Yeah, I really have no idea. That's like a great question. I'm going to randomly DM you and be like, this is my caption. Please, I would love to know. Even like every year as it changes, I would just yes, love to That's our thing. That's our thing That's going to be the thing. Okay, so I want you to plug yourself anywhere and everywhere people can find you. Yeah. Um, my name is Anaya Marinia, so that's my handle on everything. Um, yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram, so... If you want to follow me i would love to have you and yeah cool content is coming i think i'm i'm not like rebranding but i'm really starting to like think about what my purpose is on social media so hopefully you're you'll join the ride also follow every stylish girl every stylish girl biz which yes. is like a new endeavor Big. for um women of color who are looking to work in media and follow Riot Swim. I do the copy <laughs> for them. So support me, like and comment. Yeah, I hope you all enjoy my content and getting to know me. Thank you for tuning in to Black Fat Fashion. You know you can always reach out via social media or email with your questions or ideas. Make sure you give us a follow at Black Fat Fashion as well as my personal page at Ayana Ish. With love from your BFF.